Hot weather is going to be upon us quicker than you think. Learn how to identify, prevent, and treat hot weather injuries. This is Sagebrush Survival. Welcome, friends and survivors. You're listening to Episode 8 of the Sagebrush Survival Podcast, and I'm your host, the Sagebrush Survivalist. Today we're going to be talking about surviving hot weather, hot weather injuries, illnesses, how to prevent them and how to treat them. It's probably still rainy where you're at. Um, I know it is here. It's overcast, rainy. It's still really cold in the mornings and in the evenings. But that's kind of the dangerous thing about hot weather injuries. They can kind of sneak up on you. You know, the weather gets nice. You have a really hot day. You're out working in the yard or you're out um, camping or, you know, surviving, whatever you're doing. And the heat just kind of takes you by surprise. So if you're not acclimatized to it, you can be really susceptible to heat injuries. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, It is something that uh, I take extremely seriously. Um, Being in the army, I saw people go down with heat injuries. And, uh, you know, it it can really put you down. It can make you useless um, and possibly kill you. So I was just looking up some statistics for this episode. In 2018... 162 people in America died from exposure to hot weather. And there were thousands upon thousands who um, fell victim to heat injuries. Uh, Another interesting tidbit, heat injuries are the third leading cause of death in high school athletes. So, you know, you got uh, football players and uh, football especially because it's in the, you know, the late summer, early fall. But... um, they don't take it seriously at times, and, and they can die from it. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, before we get into it, I want to um, take a moment to ask for your support. If you have some money left over after preparing and getting yourself uh, prepared for calamity or disaster, um, please consider supporting me on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash survival. That sets you up for a recurring uh, monthly uh, payment. Uh, Usually uh, it can be as low as $3 a month. So that's really, really convenient. The next way, if you don't want like a recurring payment, you can support me at paypal.me forward slash sagebrush survival. And you can just donate any, you know, one-time amount you feel like. Uh, Thanks for your consideration. I really appreciate it. All right. So the first thing that we want to discuss is your individual risk factors. If you can identify that you are part of a particularly uh, susceptible group to heat injuries, then that helps you to take more prevention and care, uh, just be more careful out in the hot weather. So some of these individual risk factors. Number one, age. If uh, you have extremely young children or you are uh, elderly, over 65 especially, you need to be extremely careful in hot weather. Um, most of the, the deaths that uh, are caused by hot weather are in these age groups. Um, another one is obesity. Uh, we talk about fitness a lot on this channel. Um, 
and this is just one more reason to to try and avoid obesity if you can. Um, being obese uh, just makes you a lot more susceptible to heat injury. Um, you just you have a lot more insulation on your body naturally, and you get hot easier. Um, so that's a a big risk factor. Um, the next thing is a uh, prior history. So if you have had a heat injury in the past, um, I don't know why, but it makes you more susceptible. Um, your body perhaps um, reacts to the heat differently because your body knows that it has been um, injured before uh, because of the heat. So if you've had heat exhaustion or heat stroke in the past, that's a good sign that you need to be extra careful um, when the weather is hot and you're outside. All right, let's talk about preventing heat injuries because that's really a lot better than trying to treat a heat injury after you know it happens. Um, you may not have the resources available to treat that heat injury. So always, always, always think ahead, plan ahead, um, and try and prevent these types of injuries before they happen. Okay, the biggest and most important thing is hydration. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, if you know you're going to be out working, even like the day before or two days before, start drinking water, um, more water than you would normally ingest. Uh, make sure your body is very well hydrated, and that is going to go a long way to uh, preventing heat injuries. The next thing is acclimatization. So one of the the most biggest risk factors is when the heat kind of sneaks up on you. You know, you have a really nice day that you weren't expecting. Um, you're out doing work. Um, you're out, you know, working out, bicycling, hiking, and it's just not something you're expecting because um, the hot weather has kind of crept up on you. Um, this could also be like if you're, you know, taking a vacation down in Southern California or Florida, Arizona, and you're not acclimatized to that, that hot weather, um, you are a lot more susceptible to getting a heat injury. So make sure to acclimatize yourself. And this can take, you know, two weeks, 10 days. Um, it's not something you can do in just a day or two. Um, if you're not acclimatized, you're going to need to take more frequent breaks. You're going to need to just kind of expose yourself to that heat for short periods of time um, until your body is uh, used to that heat. Um, and that's a really big thing. So remember acclimatization. If you're not used to this heat, you need to kind of slowly ease into uh, the work or the workouts that you're doing. Um, and, and make sure you stay out of the hottest parts of the day. So between like 11 o'clock in the morning and three or four o'clock in the afternoon, that's going to be the hottest part of the day. And if you're not acclimatized, I would, you know, stay indoors during that, that part of the day. Okay, the next thing for prevention is to avoid alcohol and drugs. Alcohol is going to make you more susceptible. Um, drugs, even certain like uh, medications, uh, medications for um, seasonal allergies can make you more susceptible. Um, tranquilizers, uh, lots of different medications can make you more susceptible to the heat. So if you are taking those meds, um, use caution, you know, 
be even more careful than you would otherwise. The next thing is to use sunblock. Um, you want to use a broad, what's called a broad spectrum sunblock, and that means it blocks different types of UV rays, UVA and UVB. And then make sure you're using a sunblock that's at least 30 SPF. It's going to give you some good protection while you're working out in the sun. Also, per, for prevention, make sure your clothing is pretty loose, uh, light, light-colored, um, light you know, white, tan, khaki. Clothes like that are gonna uh, not going to um, absorb as much of the sun's rays. Um, but, but definitely keep it loose. Um, cotton clothing is really good in the summer. In the winter, cotton kills because it can keep you too cool and um, cause hypothermia. But in the summer, you get a light cotton shirt, like a, a button-up or a cowboy long-sleeve shirt. Um, that can kind of shade your skin and uh, keep you cool. So wear some light and loose clothing. Okay, so let's get into the actual uh, types of heat injuries and how to identify them. First is going to be the sunburn, which is kind of an irritation and uh, annoyance, but not necessarily dangerous unless you're, you're out in the sun for way, way too long, you, like you fall asleep out in the hot sun or something. Um, but first degree burns, which is a sunburn, can happen in as little as 15 minutes. So do not underestimate how fast uh, those sunburns can happen. Um, make sure you're taking breaks like we talked about, um, make sure you're going back into the shade, make sure you're covering yourself, um, putting on sunblock, all those things. Uh, second degree burns are when they start to blister, and that's just a, a more severe burn. Um, but the treatment for these things, again, uh, keep yourself covered, keep yourself in the shade. You can use a, a cream or a lotion like aloe vera, is probably the best. Uh, just kind of soothes your skin and moisturizes your skin. Calamine can be good. Calamine lotion is is mainly for like itchy, you know, rashes and and uh, insect bites and stuff. But it can also be good for sunburn. So use those lotions. Keep yourself out of the sun, and uh, you can you can treat that sunburn pretty easily. The next heat injury we're going to be talking about is heat rash or prickly heat. This one I've had quite a few times. Um, it normally happens around my ankles, like where my socks and boots are really tight. Um, but it can happen anywhere where your skin is, uh, you know, touching other skin, like your armpits or underneath breasts, um, places where there's tight clothing, all those types of areas, you can get this, uh, heat rash or, or prickly heat and you'll know it because it's going to feel prickly or kind of like it's stinging and you'll get a bunch of red bumps and uh, and when you get those it's good to just loosen your clothes um, you know keep out of the sun take a break you know all those things um, what's happening with that heat rash is that the, the sweat is being trapped under the skin and blocking those sweat glands um, so it's really irritating, it's, it can be really painful, and uh, do what you can, like I said, to wear lo loose clothing, 
to avoid that. The next kind of most more severe heat injury is heat cramps. Heat cramps are are when you've lost a lot of salt or electrolytes. So this is going to be when you're doing work, maybe you're out for a run in hot weather, or you're working in the yard, um, anything where you're sweating and you're just losing that, that salt to sweat. You're going to have cramping or maybe spasms in large muscle groups, like your back, your abs, your legs, uh, maybe your arms. And uh, when you start to feel those cramps, that's a sign that you need to take a break, get in the shade, um, cool yourself off with like wet towels, maybe a cold shower, just um, just remove yourself from the situation. Air conditioning is really good um, because that those heat cramps can progress into something more serious like heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion, um, some of the symptoms you're going to have are sweating, pale, moist skin, uh, you'll get those muscle cramps or spasms. Uh, you'll feel weakness, fatigue, or just like you're exhausted. You may get head headache, dizziness. Uh, you might even faint. Um, nausea, nausea or vomiting. Rapid heart rate. Um, all these things are, are signs that you're really getting heat exhaustion and you really need to get out of the sun. Um, I've seen this happen, you know, during, in basic training, um, there were guys who would get heat exhaustion out in the field and everything kind of stopped. You know, we stopped training. Um, the drill sergeants would put people in the shade. They would start dumping canteens of water over their head, uh, loosening their clothing, un unlacing their boots, um, just putting water on them, uh, like even by a hose, if, if there's a hose nearby, and just trying to get them cool because your body's heating up and it's it's getting to the point where your, uh, your body's not able to regulate its temperature. So make sure you move yourself to a cool area, get in that air conditioning if you can, get in that shade, um, drink lots of water. This is the stage where you really need to be just downing water. Um cool drinks, you know, Gatorade, juice, stuff like that. You want to replace those electrolytes. Um, but just drink lots of water. You can put, you can just get all your clothing wet or you can just uh, remove the clothing that's unnecessary. Um, but just cool yourself off. You can have people fan you um, just to get that airflow, that air moving. Um, those are all big things. And, and if you if you can treat heat exhaustion early, if you can identify it early, then that's the best thing. Because if you don't identify it, it could progress to uh, the most severe heat injury, which is heat stroke. Um, heat stroke is deadly, deadly dangerous. Do not, do not mess around with this. If you start seeing any of these symptoms, um, first of all, call 911 get medical professionals on the way. They have tools. They've got, you know, training that they can um, treat the heat stroke. Um, generally, heat stroke is going to be when your, your temperature is over 103. Your skin, instead of being, like, pale and moist, it's going to be flushed, which is, like, red. Um, it's going to be dry and hot. 
So your sweating at this point may have stopped. Your body may have um, just completely lost the ability to regulate your temperature. Um, sweating is a mechanism that your body uses to cool yourself off. And you may think maybe because it's like wetness, but the sweat coming out of your body is the same temperature of your body. So it's it's not just the, the wet sweat that cools you off. It's that actual uh, evaporation. If you remember from high school physics or college physics, that evaporation is like a thermal reaction that uh, actually cools as it evaporates off your skin. So when you're sweating, that's a good thing. That means that your body's cooling itself. But if you stop sweating, you're in danger of having heat stroke. You're in danger of death. So if you see someone like this, um, get them to a cool area. Uh, we'll talk about the treatment in a moment. Let's let's talk a little bit more about some of the the more of the symptoms. Um, so rapid breathing, rapid pulse. You know, you hear, you hear someone kind of taking really short, fast breaths. Um, that could be a sign of heat stroke. Headache, dizziness, kind of like the heat exhaustion. But even worse, you might have confusion or an altered mental state. You might have uh, someone acting irrational or belligerent. They're yelling. Um, they're just acting weird. You know, that's that should ring an alarm bell in your head. This person may be suffering from heat stroke. Um, if it gets really bad, the person might have convulsions or seizures. They might just uh, pass out, be unresponsive. Um, these are all really, really serious symptoms. And, you know, you really shouldn't let it get this far in the first place. But if it does, call 911 immediately. Uh, move into air conditioning or shade. You want to remove as much clothing as possible. Um, at this point, if you can have a, a cool or a cold bath, uh, immerse them in that. Uh, hopefully with someone else, you can keep them from, from drowning. If you don't have a bath, get just cold, wet towels or clothing and put it on them. Get a hose and just start hosing them down. Uh, do whatever you can to cool them off as as quickly as possible, because it's a it's a really serious. It's gotten really serious at this point, and people die all the time from this. So, as preppers or survivalists, we need to keep an eye on this stuff as quickly as possible because we're trying to prepare for unexpected scenarios, you know, and these unexpected scenarios can happen even in the summer. Um, you know, it could be hurricane season, could be an earthquake and you need to be prepared to do work and, um, protect yourself and others, even in hot weather. So you need to be prepared to, you know, keep yourself hydrated you know, if, if some kind of disaster happens, one of the first things I'd be doing is trying to get myself hydrated, uh, drink a bunch of water. That way I can prepare my body to do whatever I need to do to survive. Um, so, yeah, you know, plan for this. Have, you know, stored water handy that you can drink in an emergency. Um, have some of this stuff ready so that you can you can treat these uh, types of injuries. Um, that's about it for uh, hot weather injuries this week. Um, 
before we get to the tip of the week and the Liberty quote, I just want to give you some uh, ideas for, for feedback. If you'd like to contact me, you can contact me on Instagram. My handle is sagebrush underscore survivalist. Uh, email is sagebrushsurvivalist at gmail.com. And then Twitter is an old, old handle. It's uh, survive or serve bros pod. S-U-R-V-B-R-O-S-P-O-D. I really, really would like to hear your feedback. I'd like to hear um, your ideas for keeping cool or, or preventing heat injury. And I'd like to just hear your general thoughts about this podcast. If you, uh, you, know, you think there's something I've said that's wrong or something that I could do better, I'd really appreciate the feedback. Um, also, if you enjoy this and you're listening on iTunes, Will you do me a favor and just go to my uh, iTunes page and leave me a review and a rating? Um, it just takes a few minutes. Um, I would really appreciate it. It helps other people see this podcast. And um, thank you in advance. All right, tip of the week this week. Get to know your can opener on your Leatherman tool or your Swiss Army knife. If you don't have one of those two, get one because they're invaluable. But the can opener is a really awesome tool. I like it because it's simple. It doesn't break. You know, it doesn't really wear out. You may have to sharpen it every once in a while. But, you know, in an, in an emergency, that electric can opener in your kitchen may not work. Um, and then we've all seen those, like, twist can openers that uh, you, like, s- put them on the edge of the can and then you twist it around and this little blade cuts it. Those are nice, but they always seem to wear out for me. Um, They always seem to stop working. And I just really like the simplicity of the Leatherman can opener. I can, uh, with practice, you can end up doing it almost as fast as as one of those twist ones. And um, it's just a great little tool. So uh, practice with that, learn how to use it. And uh, that's my tip for the week. Liberty quote. All right, I am a libertarian. I care very deeply about liberty, and um, so I like to have a liberty quote. This is from our old friend, Henry Louis Mencken. He was a newspaper guy back in the 20s and 30s. He says this, The fact is that the average man's love of liberty is nine-tenths imaginary, exactly like his love of sense, justice, and truth. Liberty is not a thing for the great masses of men. It is the exclusive possession of a small and disreputable minority, like knowledge, courage, and honor. It takes a special sort of man to understand and enjoy liberty. He is usually an outlaw in democratic societies. So that is uh, the old curmudgeon H.L. Mencken. Um, That's a guy that I would have loved to to have met and just chatted with over drinks or something. Um, I don't know, something about him I really, really like. But anyway, that's, that's our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Um, I uh, hope to uh, talk to you all next week and take nothing for granted.